0: All right, guys, we're going to get started here.
1: Everybody what hear know? us all right? All right, guys, well, first of all,
0: thank you for coming out. Uh, every year this part of the conference is getting and a little bit bigger, so were, it's cool to see everybody you know, come out to and, uh, and uh, show but your support it for really it. Well, you know? And uh, this is the state of the scene um, panel, and what we kind of do with this is kind of discuss what's going on uh, as far as these guys see it. I'm just gonna be up here to moderate, and uh, this one we really encourage uh, audience participation in. If you wanna speak, you know, let us know. If you wanna yell, if you wanna, so we can hand you the mic, you can come up here, whatever. Um, we like suggestions, we like uh, participation in this one, so um, feel free to jump in at any time, all right? So um, I'm gonna first, uh, we'll introduce our panel, I'll let my let the panelists introduce themselves to you real quick.
2: So my name is Corey Wolf. Uh, I'm- from Scranton, born and raised. I am currently the chief marketing officer of a marketing agency called Dotted Music. Uh, We work with independent artists, labels, apps, anything music, pretty much. Uh, Put on, for a few years, a festival called Culture Shock at NAOG. Uh, Heavily involved with music most of my life, and I think that's it.
3: come over here. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Brittany Boot. I am from wilkes I am a photographer for the most part. Um, I also host events and promote shows locally in the area and try to be as active as I possibly can be in uh, the local arts and music scene.
4: Yeah, one oh, there. Cool. keep that one there. I am Rich Howells, I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. Uh, we just won the uh, Steamtown Music Award for Best Publication. Uh, we're, thank you. Yes. We're uh, the only independent arts and entertainment website uh, in the area uh, that's focused specifically on local artists around here. We also uh, do we do podcasts, we do videos, uh, we do interviews, uh, blog posts. Uh, we have original columnists, uh, all kinds of great content every single day on NEPACene.com. And uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at scene. If you're not already following us, uh, please follow us on there. And uh, we have open mic events as well up in Thirsties and Oliphant uh, that highlight uh, original artists uh, we give out uh, money and prizes uh, based on audience votes and things like that so uh, we do a lot of different events around the area I'm Greg Schaefer I'm with glory
1: torch productions we're involved with booking live shows uh, private events and we're also involved with some artist development
0: All right, guys, well, uh, let's jump right into it. We can start at that and we'll work our way back. Um, What's the state of the northeastern Pennsylvania scene right now, in your opinion? Um, Over the last year, I've kind of noticed that
1: we're kind of in a more or less transitionary phase. See a lot of the you know mainstay acts that were always good anchors for shows. A lot of them have been either dissolving or kind of moving on. Also see a lot of really great uh, up and coming acts in the younger generation that are just really starting to catch their stride. Um, all in all, it's strong as it's always been. I mean, Northeast PA is a wealth of great artistic talent. Um, it's just
4: got to figure out the way to keep it moving forward. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's kind of a loaded question because uh, so many people see it differently. Uh, you have some people who uh, feel that the local scene is amazing and it's strong, and then you have other people who have told me to my face, I run a website called NEPA Scene, and they're like, there is no scene here. What are you talking about? There's no scene at all whatsoever. So it's it's strange how different it is depending on who you talk to. But I think it also depends on how well informed they are about things going on in the area. And that's one of our focuses on on the site is to just let people know about all the, the amazing stuff that's going on here. And I tell people all the time, I have too much to do every week. You know, as an independent publication, uh, you know, we rely on sponsors, we rely on advertisers, things like that to you know keep going. And uh, you know t-shirt sales things like that and uh, we can only do so much you know in a week but I'm always overwhelmed by how much stuff is going on in the area Uh, not just in music but you know theater and uh, all other kinds of entertainment but it's whether or not people are, are focused on that or not if they they care or not and if they can come out or not I think the biggest you know challenge to any scene is getting butts in the seats getting people to actually come out and support so you know there's varying ways to do that we've had some success you know over the last two years with that but uh you know there's still i think a lot more work to do
3: so kind of to second what both of you guys said uh there's a huge sense of community i think in this area with scranton and wilkes barre the whole region and i think it was really apparent even thursday night seeing all the artists coming out and supporting each other And to have that buzz going and to kind of maintain that does take work. And if you want to be a person that's active in the community, especially the arts community, you're going to have to put effort in. You're going to have to go and support other artists. You're going to have to go to the shows and buy their CDs and just be a part of it. Because if you're not, then things start to kind of dwindle down and people notice it. And people have a certain mentality to kind of go to the negative almost immediately, as soon as something doesn't go the way they want to, or some show, something happened at some venue or something. It's so easy for any kind of buzz to go be like, oh, I'm not doing that, like, I'm over that, that, ban this. You can't do it, you have to be in each other's corner, and you have to just support everybody equally, you know? Whether you're into it or you're not into it, just be happy that it's happening, and be happy that people are out there expressing themselves, and doing the things that they wanna do, you know, and you have to be in their corner, or there's just no way to, to survive locally, in the arts, and uh, with the community. Corey.
2: Uh, so yeah, for me, it is tightly connected to, uh, of course, just the, the regular community in general. Uh, being born and raised in the Hill section, I could tell just in the past 10 years that the not just arts and entertainment, but everything, I I guess, is getting a tiny, 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 little bit more positive each and every year. Uh, Typical to NEPA, it's very slow, uh, and it it takes a little bit of time uh, for people to get used to it, but it it is happening. So, um, you know, I did a festival called Culture Shock, and as Joe knows, it takes a lot of work to put one of those on. I didn't do it this year. And the primary reason I did it in the first place was because I felt like, okay, so there's not a whole lot happening. When I first did it, it was five years ago, I think. It's like, there's not a whole lot happening. So I started to do it. And it was just a huge pain, pain in the ass for me. It was like a big stress throughout the year. And the only reason I kept doing it is because I felt like we needed more. We needed more. And the whole reason I didn't do it this year is because of things like, the music conference we have Arts on the Square we have all these different events I mean even going into film we have uh, the horror festival coming up there's stuff every single weekend uh, and, and that's just in the past five years so I think it's definitely on an uptick uh, I think it takes a little bit more time for the general public to kind of see that it's happening the people that are uh, involved on a daily basis of course know that you know, there's a show at AFA, there's a show here, there's stuff going on but it, it, it takes a little bit more time to really um, flow out to the general public and you start to see like places like Time Shamrock and NEPA Scene of course um, but you know the the real big publications are starting to notice and they're starting to give a little bit more coverage and little by little it, it, it's happening I do I think it's it's getting better but we, uh, we still have a little bit to go.
0: Anybody out there have a take on uh, this subject? They would like to. Anybody? Okay. Cool. So, um, <clears throat> I guess uh, what I want to move on to next, then, um, to go off of what you guys said, I think we've seen a lot of bands coming out of this area lately. So, um, your thoughts on that? What do you think that? What, do you, how, what effect do you think that has on the scene? So, you're you're seeing bands get signed from Scranton fairly regularly, or Wilkes-Barre, or and of surrounding areas. You know, um, those bands are are, you know, is that is that fueling the scene? Is that uh, encouraging a younger generation to get into it? What, what what's uh, what's your take on all that? Uh, definitely it's a positive I mean nothing motivates you like
1: seeing the people that you relate to on a daily basis kind of making it I definitely think it pushes especially like you said the younger acts to kind of buckle down and really just put the work in Um, nothing but positive things could come from like bands getting signed or bands doing you know more national or regional stuff kind of getting out of the valley I I, I just see
4: it really as motivation Uh, I I think uh, there there's two ways to look at uh, a lot of the bigger bands that have come out of here uh, the Menzingers, Tiger's Jaw, Tidal Fight Uh, you know even as far as up as uh, Breaking Benjamin you know things like that Uh, you know Breaking Ben I think is the uh, common example that I think most people know I remember just a few years ago though going to clubs and seeing them play to five people you know and them not having anybody there and then to see them uh, you know come back home a couple years later and be able to pack the pavilion or the arena or something like that is really really impressive and and, you know so cool to see Uh, at at the same time, it kind of makes you wonder. Well, then, how you know if they if they can pack the arena around here now, they can pack the pavilion where were all these people years ago? Why didn't they care about the band then? Why all of a sudden do they, do, they care now? And you see the same thing with a lot of other uh, you know, bands that are getting big. It seems like they have to leave the area and get noticed somewhere else and make it in a major city or something like that. A lot of them are going to Philly uh, or New York or somewhere like that. And then coming back home as heroes, and I feel like they should have been heroes the whole time, that we should have been rooting for them from the beginning. And so, you know, it's good to see that, that bands can do it from here. And like you said, I think it's, it's uh, inspirational to the other bands around here. You see a lot of them, uh, there's a lot of up and coming bands that even work with them. Uh, Black Hole Heart is one of them that uh, started working with uh, the Menzingers, you know. And, and so they're already saying, hey, you know, you guys did it from here, so how can we, you know, do that as well? And they're recording in their space, you know. So I, I think, and, you know, all those bands are willing to, to help those people out I think they're willing to listen to the, the younger bands and give them advice and things like that because uh, the industry has changed so much just in the last few years you know it used to be uh, that you had to get a record deal if you wanted to get notice you had to get that record deal and now most bands will tell you record deals are, are terrible it's an awful idea you know you really want distribution instead you want to do it on your own and maybe get somebody to dis- distribute the record or you want uh, you, know, you want a media person you know behind you that are Uh, Pushing you every day to uh, you know publications and things like that and getting you out there It's not necessarily uh, the same business that it used to be and you know with record sales Even for big bands not being what they were, you know Maybe the record isn't as important now, you know, like maybe touring is more important Maybe getting in front of people is more important, but uh, I feel like not enough people come to shows around here and support them when they're here And and I I feel like that's still a problem that I think we struggle with all the time Uh, you know, especially uh, at, at, you know promoting our you know open mic uh, uh, talent events the first thing that we did was we we, we branded as Annie Pacing open mic and I think a lot of people were like oh it's an open mic well they must not be any good then and you know we, we were getting incredible performers a lot of people now uh, you know we were the first people to feature and write about Skip Monday uh, and now everybody in the area knows who Skip Monday is I think they're they're so much bigger now they've won several awards in the Seamtown Music Awards over the last two years uh, but it takes somebody giving them a chance and you know one of the things that they said to me when they started was uh, you know first I thought it was funny they said can we come to your open mic I said well it's an open mic so of course you can come you know absolutely but they were so you know they were so humble and so nervous about it and they're like ah, can we get a write-up or something and, and they said we, we went to the other guys we went to the other publications and they didn't care they didn't write about us because we weren't connected to somebody we didn't know anybody. And you see a lot of that uh, in media. And that's one of the things that NAPA scene has tried to change, is you know, feature the artists that maybe you don't hear about all the time or that you should. So, uh, and then not too long after we featured them, then you saw them pop up uh, you know, elsewhere. And it's good. I'm glad to see their success now. But uh, again, I think people need to give those new artists a chance and, and discover them on their own. I don't know if they're doing that.
3: So I think with the big bands that come out of this area, like the bands you mentioned, Tiger's Jaw, Tidal Fight, um, Breaking Benjamin to name a major one, uh, all those musicians needed an atmosphere to feel comfortable in, to express themselves in, for people to be able to relate to them so that they can make their music and feel enthusiastic about it. And that's why we're all sitting here right now to kind of maintain a presence that there is a scene here and there is an atmosphere for people to thrive in artistically and to be encouraged and motivated. So yeah, I think it's pretty sweet that there's a lot of major bands that came out of this area because it's like hometown pride, you know? And that just proves that there is a reality to the scene here. And there's gonna be people that that are like you said that say though no, there is no scene, it doesn't exist. Obviously, it does. <laughs> We're right here. <laughs> like everyone, you know, look at Thursday night. Those those bands all needed venues to play, like back in the day when we'd hang out at Metro. I've seen Fallout Boy there, four people in the room. You know, like so many, so many. Uh, bands came through this area and there was times where there was nobody there, there was times when the place was packed. You know, but there was still that presence of the atmosphere for people to make art in, make music in, and that's where they are today. Now they're touring, like all over. I think what Title Fight last year was like all over Europe, Japan, so that's Kingston, Pennsylvania. You know, like they're they started playing music here and now they're all over the world doing their thing. So it's just, it's just about maintaining that atmosphere and creating that place for people to be comfortable enough and to express themselves.
2: So I, I, I think the scene is a excellent practice area because it, it right here like it's big enough to where they can fill places like AFA and they can fill like the medium-sized venues um, and really practice but the truth of the matter is that in order to get to you know a breaking band or even a title fight level you do need to you know tour and, and leave the area uh, but I, I do think that that shows that that it is good uh, for learning you know because of course you you track a record and then playing it live is a completely different thing so you really need to figure that out, especially before you go out on tour or, you, you know, you go other places. Um, so I, I feel like here is a great place for bands to do that. Um, you know, I personally just wish that these bigger bands, and I'm not trying to harp on any of them, I just wish that they showed, you know, Scranton and NEPA a little bit more love. Uh, not that they don't. You know, the Menzingers do their show. Uh, Breaking Ben, you know, came back a few months back. Um, But there is one band, you know, I'm not gonna say who, but there is one band that moved to Philly uh, and said that their hometown was Philly. You know, you you can't necessarily blame them for that though either because, you know, I don't know. I just wish that they would show a little bit more love, but uh, the scene is definitely a good spot for them to practice and to learn and to get better.
0: So is there something to be said then, I guess, as these bands come out of here, and I haven't seen it with the, the last wave at, as much at all really, but uh, I'm thinking back to Breaking Benjamin got signed and for six years every band that came out sounded just like Breaking Benjamin. So is there something to be said for an admiration versus imitation aspect of things? Um, your thoughts on that maybe? Um, I don't know if it's happening now, I, I haven't noticed it as much. Um, I think. That there's a it, it, from what I've seen, there's some some awesome bands coming out that are, are being supported. And I've I I've actually f- from what I've witnessed, a lot of uh, the bands that have I don't want to say made it, but you know that, that that are on the next level now are really putting on a bunch of local bands from here. They're 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 stepping up for them. You know, um, that spur band is going to do huge things. Um, they're that's awesome. They just played uh, Andy. What was that festival? The wrecking ball festival yeah so like uh, there's bands doing stuff and those guys they're not they're not signed or anything you know but you know there's probably somebody signing off on them um, so there's a lot that we, we, we can't see but do you think there's something to be said for that like it, it you still have to st- stand out right like it, it's something we should be watching. Uh,
1: absolutely I mean coming off of the big wave that uh, breaking bad breaking Ben um, kind of created you did have that period there of about three four years that unfortunately there was a lot of imitators they saw this these local guys that were really out there and doing it and tried to kind of emulate not only the the nuts and bolts mechanics of how they got to where they were doing but kind of I think the mentality got created there that, okay, well, not only do we have to do it it the way that they were doing it, we got to kind of sound like that. And I I definitely think that that was detrimental. Um, That being said, it kind of seems like that mentality has kind of ran its course. Now you got a lot of people trying out a lot of different styles. People aren't afraid not to sound like the major signed bands. I, I just really think that that needs to be kind of kind of cultured, kind of nourished a little bit. Let people not be afraid to try something new. Um, I mean, you can you can run the business aspect of your act just like any number of bands that have really gone there and done it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say okay well I want a vocalist that sings within this this key and uses this kind of rhyme structure and stuff let let the art be art let it be creative you know what I mean if you if you package it up as a as a product that you're trying to sell like that i think that that takes away from really the artistic part of it
4: Uh, yeah, I would I would agree, and and it's tough too because there's so many uh, bands that have to play covers to get by, and so you're basically forced to be somebody else essentially you know well we want this you know whatever this product is and they're supposed to put out a product and I think that's a huge problem too I don't think you have enough venues uh, I think I think there's there are some good ones uh, that do give original music a chance but I think a lot of them don't and a lot of them want uh, oh, we'll just pack the bar they're not really listening to you anyway and I think that should be more of the feature of it you know I, th- I think the feature should be that there is original music here look at what you can come and see you can see the next big thing as opposed to oh well here's some noise in the background here's our drink specials you know like that's that's what's going to get people in the door, and, and you know I don't run a venue, so maybe you know there uh, there's obviously business reasons for doing that. So I can't just bash the venues and say oh just hire every original band that comes through. But at the same time, I feel like if you want a stronger scene overall, you know it has to come from every aspect of the scene. Uh, and one name that we didn't mention before that I do want to mention is Motionless and White as well. Uh, another amazing band that came from the area that are absolutely huge now. Uh, uh, getting bigger and bigger all the time and they just put out their their new single is called 570 and it's about this area you know and how they how they worked their asses off to come out of here but i remember interviewing uh chris motionless the singer uh a couple years ago and he had said you know and this was way before he had put out this song or anything else and he said what about you know i said what has the area really been i think they were here for warp tour uh they, they've they've done a, a bunch of Warp tours they were one of the main headlines uh, the past like year or two, and I said, Did they? Uh, do you see a lot of people in your hometown?" And they said, "Yeah, I think now they're starting to see it, but back when we were originally doing it, not really. <laughs> there wasn't that many people. So again, another example of people had to go out of the area to be verified as big and cool to listen to." And then come back, and it's it's really sad to see that. I mean, it, they obviously still have a lot of hometown pride, and they appreciate the fans that were there from the beginning. Um, you know, especially places like the Metro and things like that. But now you don't have the Metro anymore. You don't have a lot of these all ages venues anymore, and I think that's a huge detriment to the scene in general. Uh, you don't see enough all ages shows. The focus always seems to be on uh, oh, if I can't get a drink, then I'm not going to go there. <laughs> that's such a, a a bad attitude to have that it should be you know you should go for the music and if you have a drink great but you know it, it really doesn't matter that that's the show that's what you should be going to see so uh, again I, I don't know how to exactly to solve that uh, I mean we've had success with our uh, with, with the uh, NEPA scenes got talent events where we've mixed people together that weren't normally supposed to go together uh, we have comedians performing right next to musicians and I've seen a lot of really cool stuff come out of that which is really neat to see because there are two scenes, there is actually a really great comedy scene in the area and there's a lot of talented comedians and I bet that's coming as a surprise to a lot of people in the room because you don't hear about them. They really don't get written about very much uh, in, in the local media. You don't really see them featured a lot but they work really hard and they do some really good stuff and they've you know uh, headlined major uh, uh, venues outside of here in New York and, and uh Jersey and Philly and things like that, but you don't really hear about them. So it's cool now. We see a lot of them have become friends, and now I've seen mixed shows where they've had a comedian open for the musicians and things. Or uh, we've seen them show up at each other's shows and, and go to support each other. And I think there needs to be a little bit more of that theater people, same thing. They should Everybody should be working together, the poets. Uh, there's a lot of great writers who do poetry around here. We should have more mixed shows and, and, and see all of those different different uh, factions come together and support each other. Uh, I'd love to see more of that.
3: Um, You kind of touched on this a little bit. I think there is a lot of confusion when it comes to, all right, I'm going out tonight. Where is music playing? What do I want to do? Or, not to get too much into the the booking promoting thing, but uh, I think a huge mistake that Bar owners around here make is booking music that's not appropriate for their room. There's places where it's like, all right, I'm gonna go listen to music, or all right, I'm gonna go rock and roll and, like, you know, do eight shots of Jameson and get nuts and I don't care what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, people, people need to, I think, kind of organize that a little bit in the area. Like, you can go to a dive bar and There'll be amazing original music. Like last night, for example, I'm at Backyardale House and Family Animals is playing. Nobody is up front in, in that area. And I was like, yeah, and they're awesome. And it was actually my first time seeing them. And I was like, whoa, this band is like awesome. I'm totally remember. member. I was like enjoying it. And uh, I go walk in the back and it's just full, it's packed. <laughs>
4: It was funny because we we saw a whole bunch of people come in from the venue next door, and I I saw actual faces of revulsion, like oh live music, yeah. oh what is this? Get yeah. me in the back, I yeah. got to get a drink, you I know. Was, and it was like wow, I, I would want to go in and like say wow, this is awesome that this is going on, but you actually had people coming in like whoa whoa what this this is too loud? It's like you literally just came out of a club with a DJ blasting in your ear, yeah. and that's okay, but. A, a live band is performing in front of you and playing their hearts out and they're amazing and you don't even notice
3: couldn't uh, the it just blew my mind that they just couldn't be less interested not even to kind of like glance over like oh what's going on like what's going on here like that's cool you know like any interest or who is this or went to back completely packed with people right like just going on and on i was like <laughs>
1: Well, that, that's like old habits like, die hard. You know what I mean? People condition themselves that, okay, my Friday night consists of, like you said, I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to drink eight shots of Jameson. And if it's uh, Touch Tunes or a cover right. band or uh, an original band playing, it doesn't matter. Their focus is on going out right. to have their drinks and stuff. And I mean, I see that kind of as an opportunity, though. I mean, you have these people that. The furthest, furthest thing from their mind is going and seeing an original act, and you get these original acts in those rooms, and I mean, it, it's up to the act to win those people over. I mean, a dirty joke goes a long way on stage, you know? Yeah. Just something to grab their well, attention.
3: to be able to connect to your audience. Exactly. I think a lot of original music around here, when they're in that environment, just doesn't get appreciated because there's no connection there. and there's a lot of rooms where people are there to just, you know, get nuts and not listen to music. So I think it, that goes a long way, like you said, finding a way to relate to your room and relate to your audience, because it can get very disorganized, at least from what I've noticed, and, um, and going to different, I mean, I'm a person that goes out, like, I just love being around people, and I love going and seeing new, like, new music, like last night, and different experiences, so uh, I just I think it's knowing what's appropriate for the venue. I think that goes a long way.
2: So the whole thing about the people standing in the back—that's uh, a classic NEPA thing. Um, <laughs> But you gotta, you gotta realize, it's so much tied to the cultural atmosphere in the area. It, it really is because, the I bet you most of those people that were in the back, that's what they've been doing for the past 10 years. That's what they've been doing for the past 20 years. Some people, 40 years. You know, that, that was just the mentality here for so long. Uh, and it's just ingrained in so many people's heads that it's gonna take some time for it to really uh, adjust and. and you know change really in the way that, that happens is by the scene staying strong doing events Electric City Music Conference I keep naming all these places Arts on the Square but I keep doing these things because if you show those people in the back that hey this music is good you can drink too you know you don't have to be sober <laughs> the whole time uh, if, if you show them I really do believe that they will be receptive to it you know at first they might say this is dumb no I'm just here to drink whatever but the more that we do, the more events we have, the more it's basically shoved down their throats. Uh, you know, the more it'll change. So it, it, again, it I feel like NEPA is just a weird place. It's it, it really is. It's uh, you know, and I'm one of the weirdos from it. But uh, it's just it's just a weird place. It, and you really have to take the time to understand the people of the area and understand. Uh, you know why they do what they do, and and, and you know, like I said, it just keep keep doing the events, keep pushing stuff, and keep cramming it down their throats, and, and eventually it, it will change, and they, they will be receptive to it. See, I, I think uh, one of the issues with that also
1: is the lack of more all age venues. Listen, nobody wakes up at thirty years old that's never been to an true. original show and just decides mm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see this random band. Yeah, true. I mean it, it's. I mean i hate to say it but you got to kind of take a note from like the tobacco industry get them while they're young you know you (laughs) have to have these all-age venues where it's okay for these kids to go and start experimenting with the different styles of music and stuff and if you kind of if you nurture that then they do turn into the people 25 years old 30 years old that are looking to go and find something new because it's it's more palatable for them you know yeah. people are creatures of habit you know True. If, if if you don't do it when you're if you don't get them doing it while they're young they're not gonna do it when they're older
2: yeah and I, I can't even think now like how many all ages spaces like are there really this this, one. The, this, yeah, this is it right the other side the other, does the other, do the other a lot side? of
4: stuff. Uh, Adezo does do some, some stuff, but yeah. you know they're also they're, a small coffee there's like, there's shop where like you two. can't fit many people in.
2: Adezo too. Sure. There's no real venue
3: to all of stuff. Not that those aren't real venues, but... No, no, no I, I know what yeah, you're we're, saying. We're like Conor O'Brien?
4: Yeah.
2: Right,
5: right. It's not exclusively for that.
4: But, you know, you yeah. also have to question, well, why are those gone? They didn't have the support when they needed it, you know, in Also, you have to, un- also
2: have to you understand that some of those venues were mismanaged. That's true, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can't yeah. necessarily get mad at them.
4: Absolutely. Uh,
2: you know, or at the scene in general some of them were just flat out mismanaged and people had no idea how the hell to run a business or a venue, Right, for And, that and
4: uh, I, I think another aspect to fall on, I know I, we've, been, we've been picking on the venues a lot too, it also falls <laughs> yeah. on the bands to promote themselves better. True. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of bands, uh, and I run into it all the time, where uh, they think that just making a Facebook event and inviting 50 people and putting it on Facebook is enough to get people to come out and it's just the reality is is that's just not true you know and it never has been you know just uh, even, even doing that in a combination of flyers and things like that you really have to push yourself in a lot of different creative ways and you also have to have that information readily available to people and we're going to talk about that at a, at a later panel there's one about utilizing the media and I'm sure I'm going to uh, go off on that but long story short uh, you know, I, I there's a lot of bands where it's like, I'm interested in writing about this band, and I literally can find no information about them whatsoever because they're so they, they they have a Facebook, but they have no information about where the band is from, what kind of music they play, who are the members of this band, you know, like there's absolutely no information. But then you see them uh you know spamming links over and over again to come to my show, come to my show, uh, and it's like, well, you know, nobody knows anything about you. If I can't figure Figure it out just as a, a person who is interested in it then someone who's not interested that you're trying to convert into a fan that's going to show up and and, and support you that's not that's not the way to do it yeah.
2: so many people ask me what marketing is Rich Hollis just basically described it <laughs> seriously like so many people don't understand what marketing is he that was like a perfect example of you know what I do and what music marketing companies do on a daily basis uh. I'm
0: just gonna chime in a little bit. Sure. There's a lot to be said uh for a cultural shift in why there's not live music venues anymore. Um when we were kids, we were going to shows, you got your nose broken, you went home, your nose was broken. You go to show, you get your nose broken. Now whoever owned that venue, their house is gone. It's over. And it is. That's that's 100 percent truth to it. You know, um, we had the venue, a guy jumped on stage, tried to hug the lead singer of The Hold Steady, the guy knocked him out, and we got sued for $250,000. You know what I mean, that's what, ha- that's. it's a whole different shift now, you know what I mean? They didn't win, but we got we got sued for it. Um, and there, I mean, there was, a, there was a boom 10 years ago. Every kid in the Valley was in a band, you know, and a lot of those bands made it, a lot of those bands didn't, and then it, 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 it changed. Everybody's not in a band anymore. You know, you used to go on MySpace, there'd be 50 bands, you'd hit them up, you'd do shows. Um, there's a lot of mismanaging of the scene back then, too, and I'm as guilty as anybody. There was, you know, you had to sell tickets to play shows. That's not creating a real scene. That's not uh, helping anything from there, um, but as a venue owner, that's how you, what you had to do then to keep the lights on. Uh, when you had a certain side space, at alcohol, you had to have people in the room, you had to do it, and it was an easy way out then, but it did a lot more detriment as a person who did it, and, you know, uh, not it's what I had to do, but, it did as much detriment to the scene because those kids weren't getting real fans they were selling tickets to people who actually didn't care to come to the show and weren't developing real fans a lot of them a lot of them did great a lot of them were doing whatever but that did happen and uh, it did a lot of as much bad as it did good so um but right now I want to kind of open up to the audience um, what do you guys think we could do to improve the scene um, come on up we'll go one by one and then uh you know, we'll try to answer as we can, and uh, we'll do this for about 10 minutes and move on to the next panel.
5: So uh, my name is Stephanie Hill. I am the owner of Hectic Management Promotions. I promote shows in the area and do some uh, musician management as well. And in my opinion, what this area needs the most is more people willing to take a risk. Because as Rich said, so many awesome bands in this area. Skip Monday is one of them. You know, Katie Kelly has said it time and time again, they have to play covers to make money. And that is sad because those people are some of the most amazing talents in this area and they're the most humble because they know where they came from. And in my experience, it's the venue owners that have the most to lose that are willing to take those risks prime example Irish Wolf Pub I do shows there all the time Peter will give anybody a chance that wants to play a show he doesn't care if he's ever heard of you he doesn't care if you say you're gonna bring two people in there you're good to go you know and he is he's really and I know a lot of places don't want to give the Wolf Pub a chance but he's really Turn that place around, especially in the last year or so. Every weekend he's booked, you know, and there's people in there. Whether it's one of my shows, whether it's a DJ Quoth gig, whether it's you know metal night, you know, he he's willing to give every genre a chance. And I think that's what's a lot of the bigger owner, the bigger venue owners need to do, because they'll be surprised by the amount of people that come out, you know, and that's. For me that's pretty much all it summed up and it goes for the audience as well. More people need to be open to supporting other acts. You know, you come out and you see one band and then you leave. You know? And that's fine. You're come out, you're supporting your friends, but you need to, everybody just needs to be open and supporting each other and really just make it a community again. You know, I feel like the community itself now has gone underground. And I think we need to bring that back up.
1: The, the one that I always love is what time does your band go on? Well, exactly. you, you, you're not you it, that's tell, not what it's about. What I go on
4: at 9 and I end
1: at 2. Exactly. Yeah, like that's you, you gotta be out it's there. To nine to two, so. Yeah, you support the whole show. Don't just support your friend's band or your, your family's band. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a huge, huge thing, and I think that a lot of bands really need to push the idea that, listen, we really do appreciate your support. However, come and support my other friends here. Come and support the other bands. I mean, we're playing together. Obviously, there's some commonality there.
0: And, and then, as music people, which we all are, or we wanna be here today, I think we also need to realize, too, that every bar is not a music venue. So if you go to somebody, they maybe have a big packed bar and that's a college bar and those kids don't wanna hear music so we can't villainize them for not doing music because it's not, it's their business at the end of the day and that's how they make their livelihood and not everywhere is a music venue so we can't go against a bar that doesn't wanna do music you know what I mean? And that's kinda of calling the kettle black this weekend because we have music in places that might not have music but it's just for a special occasion but we can't just say hey, if they don't do music, they're bad. You know, it's not, it's just not their thing. And that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Time and place.
4: And some of the, I think some of the most successful bands that have come out of here are the ones who are willing to uh, lift the other band up as opposed to putting them down. I think there's a lot of people who see it as a big competition. Like, you need to come to my show and screw that guy's show, you know? And, and that's not the attitude to go about this. That's not the way to be an artist. You need to be supportive of somebody else. Like, say, hey, if you can't make it to my show, you should go to that other guy's show because he's really good too, you know? And you should show up at that person. Show you should you know uh, show that you care by going to their shows when you don't have one you know I think it work it works both ways and if people see that then they're willing to go I mean you know going back to what we were saying before about you know Menzingers title fight Tiger's draw they all did shows together all the time when they were here but they also did that when they left the area too you know they helped each other hey I have a tour coming up we're gonna get you on that tour so that you can come with us and we can all be successful together as a opposed to, uh, you know, this this whole idea of, you know, my band is better than yours. Like, that's ridiculous.
0: I think there's a, uh, or there always was, and I think you're seeing it come back a little bit more. I've noticed it uh, over the last couple of days. There was always a chain of, not a, not a, chain, of, a chain of custody of some sort um, for the music scene. And uh, young bands, I encourage you to connect with the older bands, mentors, things like that. Um, I think we watched, as we came up, um, and I know Kenny can speak to this a lot, um, you had bands that, signed off on other bands and kind of brought them with them you know uh you could follow a chain of custody from bigger bands that then you know put on the band below them and brought them with it. you know you can go the badleys signed off on breaking benjamin you know breaking benjamin surpassed them obviously but you know brett alexander was a big proponent of them you know he he they were playing riffs in his basement and stuff if you read his blog you're like, you know um you had your uh i mean the Wilkes-Barre hardcore scene's always been so so tight-knit they took care of their own they did their thing um you know your cold world your title fight connection that's really well documented you know your your dead end path came up with all those bands down there that they, they all they all take care of each other that's a really cool scene to watch and i uh this week and i watching break uh, the behind the gray guys have been supporting that ten, the 10 years band like like no other. They're there, they're at the shows, you know. Uh, so connect with the older bands, guys. Older bands, help out the younger kids because guess what, when you hit 30, your friends aren't coming to your shows anymore. They don't drink, they don't go out as much. You know what I mean? So you gotta refresh who's coming out to see you. So you need that next generation coming in. At a certain point, the people who have been following you for a while are gonna die out and they're not gonna be there anymore. I think there's somebody else with their hand up that wanted to speak if they want to come. On. Come on, Grant. We time for like two more.
6: Hello, my name is Grant Williams. I'm a musician, I'm a bassist, and I have a solo career where I just play instrumental uh, bass songs. And as such, it's hard to get booked. You can't do the covers, no one's gonna sing along with stuff that doesn't have words. But the biggest problem I've noticed, musicians, where we shoot ourselves in the foot, is audience blaming. The audience doesn't owe you anything, ever. And when you have a poor night, if there's only 20 people, if they're just waiting for you to shut up so they can turn the country music back on, and if you just dismiss that as, oh, the scene here stinks, well, if I was somewhere else, they would care, or if some miracle happened where people woke up and suddenly liked me and what I was doing, you do a huge disservice in your own personal growth where you don't go home, look in the mirror and think, how do I make them interested? How do I make them want to do, because they don't. There's no reason for them to like you, to be interested, other than what you're doing, what you're present like rich, like you said, you were interested in a band and they offered you essentially nothing. So if you're not interested, if you're just coming to a bar to drink, as that perfect audience member, I go out to clubs all the time, looking for new music, interested, going there, spending money on a band I've never heard of to hear songs I'm not familiar with. Four out of five times, I'm watching a group of disinterested people not believing in what they're singing, what they're playing, and what they're saying. And I keep showing up. An average person won't. They'll get turned off so that the next time someone goes, hey, you wanna check out this local band? No, I've been there. They don't care. And if they don't care, why should an audience member? So when, more than anything, don't just dismiss it as I don't have anything to do with my own craft. And please look at it as a way to constantly improve and constantly be better. Because Skip Monday showed up. Well, how long have they been around? Year? Year and a half?
4: Yeah, about a year and a half.
6: Everybody knows them. There are bands that have been around longer. That's not some weird lottery they won. They put in the effort. You saw the time. You saw the effort. The exposure. Right. Yeah. So I just I don't want anyone to just sit and stagnate, blaming someone else, especially like the younger bands coming up. Don't blame the audience at the sake of your own growth, please. We have time for one more.
7: Mm-hmm. On. My name's Dylan. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to get my studio label started. I wanted to ask two questions more. As far as like hometown heroes leaving to become rich and famous and coming back and being glorified, that's not really a new thing, right? I mean, that's happened to Jimi Hendrix, that's happened as far as music could go back. My other question, I guess I wanna say is, as far as people like coming, as far as a fan base or audience coming to shows where they're not dis, like they're not interested does that a lot have to do with the engineers that are mixing the music? Because the music, a lot of times, I've been to the jazz cafe, I've gone to a lot of shows where the engineers mix the music so loud that you can't stand six feet by the stage. You have to stand way back there. Is that also a part of you know why and, people and are not room, interested? Every
1: room is a little different. Um, you know, there there are some rooms that, you know, are basically phased night, standing wave nightmares, you know what I mean? Too many parallel walls, you got solid surfaces, nothing to soak it up. Can that turn people off if that room is not mixed properly? Absolutely. Um, the loudness of it, yeah, I, I've, I've run into some shows where the people have actually left because it was too loud. Um, But once again, that kind of goes into the culture. Is that person there to hear the music, or is that person there to just drink? A lot of times, if the the latter is the case there, then the the loudness or a bad mix will be the turnoff for somebody who's just there to drink. If somebody's really just there to see the music, they're gonna stay, they'll suffer through it, and uh, the engineers, they'll hear about (laughs) it at the end, you know what I mean? But they'll stick
0: around. Yeah, I think yeah. It, if you have a bad engineer and, and it sounds bad, it's going to sound bad, and nobody's going to want to hear it. Yeah, you, you need to go to the engineer or anything. Also, I think that really interesting point that got hit, I forget who said it, but a really cool documentary out there you can watch about Northeast PA and how like we're pretty much the only place in the country where people say, I'm going out drinking. People <laughs> yes. go anywhere else, people go out, and they, ha- and they have drinks. Yeah. Yeah, if you leave here and tell somebody, we're going to go drinking tonight, that's not a normal thing anywhere else. That's it. <laughs> and that's just our culture. I mean, it's a coal mining culture. It's where it came from. For sure. But that's just something to, to think about, that people here go out to drink, whereas anywhere else people go out Right. so that could, could,
4: could be in there yeah. and, and the the reason as you said we brought up the original uh, point about uh, you know having to leave to be successful um, yeah I think that's that's always been a, a, a thing uh, but it's it's maybe an attitude that maybe we need to start to change and we try to you know uh, get people to, to to come out on a regular basis not to just drink but to you know make that an ancillary thing like okay it's great that it's there but you know I'm here to see the band I'm here to you know support them before they're huge you know and like granted was, was saying about you know engaging the audience i think that's so important too you do see a lot of people on stage who just you know they're discouraged by it and you can't i think once you get on stage you have to put on that stage persona and act like you're you know playing to an arena uh you see a, a great band from Pottsville and you think a band from Pottsville who would notice or, or care about them, Crowbot. You need to check this band out. They've been in the area before and they've played to you know very small crowds, but they were incredible. They were mind blowing because they treated it like they were on a huge stage. And now they've toured with uh, you know everybody from Motorhead to uh, you know so many other huge rock acts. Uh, they have a big tour uh, uh, coming up. They have a new album coming out. You need to check out bands like that and I think uh, you know uh, we, we need to be as much fans as we are performers awesome so yeah we're gonna start the next panel now um, but just one thing I want to close on
0: because um, I know there's a lot of mixed things up here about the bands that have left or the bands that made it up here um, Thursday night we had a corner of the v-spot that had uh, six record like major record labels uh, three gold records one platinum record amongst themselves standing in a corner of that room. So those are guys that stuck around and and they put it on for the scene, so you know. They're, they're
4: and they're, um,
0: you know they're 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 old heads but they were that's there. That's true. You know? Uh, uh
4: you know for people who know Brett Alexander, uh you know he does a great blog and we have uh, uh, a column that he he does on the website that's that's from his blog and you should check it out what he wrote about uh this the, the, the Steamtown Music Awards and all the amazing people that were in the room that night. Uh you can find that on NEPACene.com. Uh we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at scene, So you always have to be promoting. You always have to be plugged. <laughs> thank you alright guys we're going to go on to the next one if we give
0: a round of applause to these guys <laughs> then uh, everybody involved in the booking uh, agent uh, promoter panel if you could uh, hop up here we'll get right right to it You know, thank you guys Bernie you don't have to move